Hello, funky listeners, and welcome to another episode of Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle. And this is your host, Peter. And you too, Kyle. Welcome to Funk Radio. I feel like we always I, say welcome to the listeners, but we don't say welcome to each other. We don't welcome each other. Yeah, it's like a Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, where we have to welcome each other into the house. We come over to house. Speaking of... <laughs> Speaking of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, did you see the trailer for the new Tom Hanks Mr. Rogers biopic? Yeah, I did. I don't know how to feel about it, because as much as I love Tom Hanks, he looks nothing like Fred Rogers, so I basically just see Tom Hanks in a sweater. That's exactly what my impression of it was. Yeah. Like, it looks like like a good movie, and I love Tom Hanks. Like, no one's gonna say anything bad about him, but he doesn't look mm -hmm. like Mr. Rogers. I saw a funny Onion article a while back during the whole, you know, Hollywood Me Too thing uh, that said multiple women come out to accuse Tom Hanks of being nice. (laughs) (laughs) You know know what else is nice, Kyle? Music that's not loud? That is true. That was a bad segue. Um, Better than what I was going to try to come up with, so... (laughs) You know, it's really nice that Tom Hanks isn't loud. Um... So yeah, on this episode, if you didn't guess, we're going to be talking about loud music. Uh, Specifically, how loud is too loud for music that's played? Because we all had that phase where we would yell at our parents and say, You don't understand me! And then run upstairs, slam our door, and play music really loud. Yeah. Did you ever do that, Peter? Well, I mean, that was me like 30 minutes ago. (laughs) I'm kidding. That was me 30 minutes ago, and I I live alone. (laughs) (laughs) You don't understand me, kitty. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Um, So this, I mean, this concept overall is not uh, new by any standard. I mean, this, uh, I I had thought of a number of different topics uh, recently, and this was one of them. You know, I, I think this is an idea that everyone has kind of heard, like, don't listen to music too loud or whatever, because that'll damage your hearing. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about that. And we'll talk about just the concept of loudness in general and the perception that loud music um, has had on some people. Yeah. Everyone in their life at some point has been on the road and they've seen, like, a 1990s Honda Civic playing music so loud that it just sounds like a cell phone vibrating inside of a tin can and then you kind of wonder like how are they not deaf now should so these people in the civic should we fault them if they're playing our podcast that loud yes (laughs) because while there are while we do want more listeners we don't want them that way from adjacent vehicles. I'm just going to make a big boom noise so that when they play it loud, like the bass goes like crazy when I do that. All the windows shatter. <laughs> no, there's actually, I forgot where I saw this. There's actually, how do I say this? There's audio equipment contests for car speakers that literally people try to get the speakers to be as loud as possible without like destroying the car. <laughs> Oh, that sounds familiar. And you know what? I think um, Mythbusters did an episode or two about that kind of stuff. I think you're right. And I think they, they had one where, like, literally the entire interior of the car was one huge speaker, uh, speaker drum. And I think they 
basically destroyed itself <laughs> because of that. Yeah, I, I forgot what the urban with myth was. Like somebody's car blew up from like you know too big of speakers or something. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, there's actual contests that I guess try to achieve maximum loudness. It's like uh, the opening scene from uh, Back to the Future. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but in in terms of um, hearing loss in general, um, you know, obviously music isn't the only thing that you could lose your hearing from if it's too loud. It's any sound. Um, music is just probably the most common one simply because, well, outside of the um, setting of like people who work like in industrial settings with machinery. Yeah. You know, for, for people who aren't in that those kind of settings on a regular basis, um, I think music is probably one where people, if they aren't careful, can lose their hearing or mm-hmm. at least damage their hearing without realizing it. The, uh, the U.S. Department of Health describes uh, hearing damage kind of as a, like a, a three-prong thing. First of all, it's the, the level of decibels or how loud the sound is. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Um, so basically how loud it is how far the source of the sound is from you and how long you're exposed to that. So if someone blows an air horn, you know, 30 feet away from you, that's probably not going to damage your hearing. But if you listen to an air horn point blank for an hour, then you will probably go deaf. Yeah. You can see how, you know, it's a combination of those, of those factors of how close it is, how long and how loud. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about uh, decibels, Kyle? Sure. I love decibels. Um, Good. So, yeah. So, when measuring the loudness of sound, it's often measured in a unit uh, called decibels. And uh, decibels actually derive from... It was a measurement of power in the early 1900s by the Bell System, uh, named after Alexander Graham Bell, the inventor of the telephone. Uh, the bell system in the early 1900s basically was like the phone monopoly. This is long before AT&T existed. Well, yeah, so um, I, I looked at that up briefly, and basically it was the bell system throughout most of the, or at least a good portion of the 20th century, um, which later became AT&T. Um, oh, shit. And that, ex- that explains and a lot. somewhere, I think in the mid-80s or so, um, they were forced to break up into multiple companies because it was oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember monopolistic. Reading about that, that would be an interesting episode at some point. Is like the history of, I don't, I don't know if that's a little bit out of our wheelhouse, but like the history of like phones and stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, that could be interesting. So, as Peter said, the uh, the Bell system basically came up with the terminology decibel, which originally stood for one-tenth of one bell, hence deci, that's Latin, I think, for ten, or deca. The way decibels work um, is they're measured what's called logarithmically, which, if something is, usually things are measured, like, kind of in increments of ten, ten decibels, twenty decibels, thirty decibels. Well, similar to earthquakes, twenty decibels isn't, you know, or I, how should I say this, eighty decibels isn't, you know, 20% or so louder than 70 decibels. It's actually 10 times louder. Yeah, so it's um, a, um, what do you call it? A um, exponential graph rather than linear. 
Or, I'm sorry, it's twice as loud. It's exponents of two. So 80 decibels is twice as loud as 70. 90 is twice as loud as 80, and so on and so forth. Um, yeah. At least to human perception. So yeah, that's where the term decibel stands for. It's little d, big B. Um, but because people can't actually hear all frequencies or pitches of sound, uh, A-weighted decibels, which is little d, B, A, can be used to describe sound based on what human hears, ears can actually hear. Mathematically, I guess this is kind of basically like weighting the curve of decibel values within the range of human hearing. So we yeah. humans can't hear things at like, you know, I don't know, one decibel or something. Um, I'm kind of curious. I didn't really think to look this up, but now I'm curious. If there's a sound that's literally, a decibel level that's literally so loud that humans can't, like, auditorily process it. And it just, like, feels like something else. I don't know, because, like, if you think about something like a sonic boom, and I I actually don't know how many decibels that is, but I'm curious now. Um, I can't type and talk at the same time. It's okay. Oh, okay. So apparently a sonic boom is 200 decibels. But you can hear that. Like, because you say, like, when planes go supersonic... And the boom happens, you know, people who are observing from the ground, like they can see and hear that. But obviously you're not standing right next to it when it happens. Um, Yeah, I don't I don't know what the upper limit is there. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do have a I mean, I know, Peter, you also wrote down some stuff. Yeah, I guess because I was talking about like, you know, there's there's decibels uh, that are below human perception. Mm-hmm. The auditory threshold for humans of what's of basically one kilohertz, which is like super super like like tiny wavelength, is considered uh, ten decibels. So anything below that is basically beyond human. Anything know, below human ten perception. decibels. Yeah. Interesting. So in terms of actually like putting everyday life to the numbers here with decibels. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, you know, there's obviously multiple places that, you know, will tell you certain things. I ended up actually finding a pretty useful chart um, by Honeywell Safety that kind of shows a whole range of, like, a, it actually says at 10 or 20 decibels, this is kind of the threshold of, like, how low mm-hmm. we can go. Um, so, for example, uh, you know, when we want to talk about, like, what's safe to listen to, Anything up to 65, so we're going to go through multiple levels here, but the first level being like anything up to about 65 decibels is considered comfortable or non-hazardous. So for reference, normal breathing um, is only about 10 decibels, which is like you were saying on the lower end of what we can actually hear. Mm -hmm. When your refrigerator is going, um, it's about 43. A microwave that's going is about 58. A normal speaking volume is about 60. So that I mean that I feel like that kind of gives you a, a baseline for what we're talking about with the numbers. Now remember, mm-hmm. as we go up by tens, it's doubling the volume. True. So for example, when we get into the kind of the next level here of between sixty-five and eighty-five decibels, you start getting into things like a hair dryer, which normally is right next to your head because yeah. you're drying your hair. Um, that's eighty decibels. Similarly, a blender is pretty close to that at 85. Blenders are pretty damn loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you start getting above 85 decibels into like the 100 range um, is really when you start getting into the territory of you should probably be wearing hearing protection, especially if it's like for long periods. 
So if you have like a motorized lawnmower, that's going to be 90 decibels. And, you know, if you're standing next to one as it's going, it's probably not going to damage your hearing. But if you're mm-hmm. riding on it for four hours, that might start doing something. Uh, oh, yeah. a, ta- a table saw is close to that, about 93 decibels. Headphones at full volume, so that kind of ties it back into this conversation specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's going to depend on the headphones and what you're listening through, what kind of device. But um, I saw it anywhere between about 94 to 110 decibels mm-hmm. is full volume headphones, um, which obviously you probably don't want to do. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say um, really quickly, uh, when I was first researching this topic, I did come out with a, come out with a handful of articles uh, that were, I guess, government-oriented uh, safety articles talking about how, you know, m- many manufactured headphones can play music at this loud of a uh, decibel level and that for children, long-term exposure to music at full volume through headphones is actually, you know, could damage their hearing when it's still developing. Yeah. And basically, it was just warning parents like, hey, don't let your kids play their music at full volume even on like apple airpod or apple ipod whatever those stupid little headphones are um and to just you know monitor your kids and make sure they're not like blasting i don't know taylor swift and destroying their little eardrums yeah and i didn't even think about this but i'm assuming that along with those lines there probably are some kind of if not federal regulations and at least certainly like industry regulations about the practice or the permitted volume that's allowed in headphones i would think i didn't look into that maybe it's not a thing maybe i was gonna say that that's what seems kind of awkward is like these headphones can reach these volumes that if listened to for prolonged periods could cause hearing damage so it kind of makes you wonder like why are they even letting them be that loud well but my thing is like our you know our is there anything stopping from like Sony from making a pair of headphones that goes to like 150, 200 decibels? Oh yeah. Um, true. Or is the, or is that more self-regulated just because like, obviously that's not good for anybody. I'm, yeah. I guess I'm curious if there's like rules around that or not. Okay. So I have a weird, I have a weird interjection here. Sure. Maybe this is just me. Um, have you ever had an instance where you put on headphones and you go to play something, and you forget like that the music is like, or whatever you're playing is like crazy loud. Say it's oh like, yeah, I hate that through your computer speakers, and it literally plays so loud that it like I, this is gonna sound weird. It like affects my nose. Where like I have there's this weird smell in my nose for a second. Like somehow you, did you just, smell burnt toast, Kyle? <laughs> I I almost think like am I having a heart attack? Huh. Like it jolts you to the point that like I feel like it affects more than just my hearing senses. Like it's huh. almost like it's almost like a like an auditory flashbang, where I feel disoriented. I'm just like, oh, that's Does that weird. Ever to I've, you? I've I've never experienced that, but I, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, I'm I curious. Just, I don't know what the connection is there. Yeah, it, it maybe some weird brain connection, or maybe I'm just stupid. Where like my, I don't know, because that whole sinus area is kind of connected. Maybe it like throws off my smell factories i don't know this is, i don't know where this is going it's just like you weren't you weren't putting your earbuds up your nose again were you <laughs> no 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 it was like it was like an instance where like i don't know i was i was previewing something in after effects not realizing that the like the 
the, the computer speakers were like full volume and I like previewed something and it was so loud that it startled me. And I, hmm. for, for a second, I just had this weird smell in my nose that kind of smelled like burnt toast. It's, it's, you're not far off. That's so weird. I'm going to, I'm going to Google loud music makes you smell. Does, how does noise affect the ability to smell or taste? Well, there's a subject for another uh, another episode. Apparently, sound can affect smell and elicit certain smells. Hmm. Yeah. What well, what does what does music sound or smell like? <laughs> there you go. There's, That's, there's, there's the episode. What does music smell like? <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, I'll research that a bit more later. But that's that's a thing I want to check out. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's uh, let's uh, let's take a little quick break here, and then we'll uh, come back and talk more about. Um, decibel volumes and such hey kyle hey peter do you know what a website is no it's a thing on the internet and you can go there and it's fun is that where i can find things to do yes you can find things to do there (laughs) uh getyourfunk.com is a website for funk radio and there you can find our our episodes there and you can listen to them, and you can download them, and we have a tip jar. Do you like money, Kyle? I love money. Well, people will give us money there at getyourfunk.com. Yay! <laughs> Do you have a favorite episode of Funk Radio? I like the one about butts. Well, at getyourfunk.com, you can use the search bar and type in butts, and it'll pull up our episode that we did a while back about butts. Yay! And now back to our previously scheduled content. Anyways. Yeah, so um, we were talking so, about um, decibel levels of just everyday things. Um, yes. So that, as we said, when you're really getting up to about, you know, into the 100 range or above, um, it's starting to get more dangerous for you. Um, anything above 110 really risks you damaging or, you know, completely screwing up your hearing completely mm-hmm. um and you really need to be wearing ear protection at this point so a chainsaw is about 118 decibels crazy enough a, a jet engine i saw anywhere between 120 and 150 um oh. more sources were on the higher end of that i was thinking one thing i was trying to look up but i couldn't quite find the real numbers about it is mm-hmm. um you know how the um santa Ana airport has that rule about the uh, you mean John Wayne? The sound. Yeah, the John Wayne report they have. Yeah, yeah. That the about the sound. So because John Wayne is close to, um, for those of you that don't know, John Wayne Airport is in Orange County, and it's close to Newport Beach. Uh, Newport Beach is a very wealthy and affluent area, and they don't like loud noises, and they pay to keep loud noises away from them because they're rich. So when planes take off from that airport, they take off towards the ocean, uh, and they have to climb really quickly to I want to say it's like a thousand or two thousand feet or something and then they literally shut off the engines and coast out to the ocean because they don't want to make noise over Newport and disturb all the rich old white people yeah so it is weird because you really take off really steep because you're trying to get up like out of there basically yeah even if you've used other airports I've I've uh I've flown out of like what LAX too. Uh, it's a very, it's a very roller coastery experience because they basically just like gun the engines and then climb straight, almost straight up. Yeah, and then they base and then they turn them way down. I guess 
once they're up high enough, like you said. While I was looking, I was trying to find what, like, the actual a decibel reduction is, but I couldn't find it. Oh, of like a... So I don't know if, like, oh, thanks to this practice, now the the general, like, ambient noise is, like, 80 decibels or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I couldn't find anything like that. I did see in the OC register, though, that they said that planes take off uh, between 20 and 25 degrees whereas normal airports are 10 to 15 so you you really are going about roughly twice as steep as normal Mm -hmm. when you take off from that airport so that's the thing where people are trying to not be bothered by the sound yes perhaps amusingly a loud rock concert is about 120 decibels which is the same as like the low end of the jet engines yeah which is crazy i believe it and I also saw that like something like a rocket launch is going to be more in the realm of like 190, mm-hmm. maybe even up to 200. I was curious about uh, firearms, so I, I looked that oh, yeah. up. Uh, it says that 30 caliber average rifle being fired at the shooter's side is 171 uh, oh, wow. decibels, which is why Dang. you basically have to wear those uh, hearing aids unless you want to basically like blow your earring out that's interesting yeah i'm curious that that's an an interesting side topic actually i'm curious if um what do you call it soldiers uh having to fire their weapons often i wonder i mean they don't obviously always wear hearing protection in the field or when they're in combat so i'm curious if Mm. that leads to long-term hearing issues for them i would think so um they probably are a lot of the time or at least more than we probably think, but yeah, yeah. I know the I know the helmets they wear have those thick ass pads on like their around their ears, so I think those kind of kind of do a dual purpose of protecting their head and protecting their hearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, you wrote some interesting stuff here. I did coming up next. So I wanted to see if playing music too loud in certain instances can be considered a crime. Usually, those instances. If it is a criminal offense or, or a misdemeanor, often it's things like noise complaints by neighbors because of loud music at parties or mm. vehicles that don't have proper mufflers to, um, to, I guess, soften their sound can be ticketed can be ticketed for noise complaints. Mm. Um, very rarely does it go escalate beyond a misdemeanor unless there's like multiple instances of flagrant. I guess loudness and often concerts and whatnot will have specialized licensing to be able to hold events that have ambient noise beyond a certain decibel. Uh, it's almost like a, what do you call it? A noise permit basically. (laughs) Um, Hmm. and so I guess when it comes to, um, loud music and, and, and the criminality of it, usually the time of day also plays a factor. Obviously, you know, if someone's, playing loud music during the day that's say your neighbor or whatever that's a big difference than if they're playing super loud music at like midnight when people are trying to sleep right you know um something interesting about this whole piece of it with playing music loud like in a neighborhood or something Mm -hmm. is you know i i we've touched briefly before about how in the 80s it was all about like how do i play my music as loud as humanly possible or like how to have the biggest sound equipment is humanly possible. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we started shifting to like, well, I think the Walkman helped with this in the late seventies too, but like switching to headphones 
it, music became a much more personal experience and suddenly people weren't always blasting their music out their windows as much as they used to. True. Um, so I'm curious how that cultural trend has changed the frequency of like how often I think it's people always, have these issues. I'm going to coin a stupid phrase here, but I think it's always kind of been like people chasing the bass. You know, hmm. they play music loud because it elicits a louder bass response, which kind of is more of a visceral thing for people because lower frequencies, you know, feel thumpy. But as headphone technology evolved where they could reproduce a lot of those bass frequencies, hmm. uh, I think people started more gravitating towards that because they can get that same kind of visceral response in a more personable setting where they're not bothering other people as opposed to having like huge systems in their house yeah i mean i i think you know during that era mu- you know, music more often was a much more like social experience whereas now it's much more personal true um and i don't know if that's necessarily a better or worse thing yeah i think it's just different i mean i'm sure people probably still have house parties but you know it's just oh, yeah. people playing something on like a bluetooth speaker or something it's not like a huge sound system setup anymore right. um and it may it may depend on your neighborhood too, like how often you have issues with this. Touche, because someone's probably listening, being like, "Oh man, you know my neighbors are doing this shit all the time." So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, especially like apartments and shit where the walls are like thin and blah blah. blah. Well, then you just you just punch a hole in the wall and you poke your head through and say, "Hey, can you please stop?" <laughs> hey, turn down that bear's like. Uh, so speaking of loud music, on top of um, possibly getting in you in trouble with the popo. Um, it can also apparently make you drink more. In doing some research on this topic, I found a 2008 study done by uh, French researchers that found that the louder music is in a venue, say a bar or a club, uh, the more likely it is that people will imbibe alcohol, which kind of explains why whenever you go to a bar or club, music is like stupidly loud, where you can't hear <laughs> you can't hear the other person talk. Well, it's a good thing they didn't study me because the louder a place gets, the more chance that I'm going to get my ass out of there. Yeah. Because I hate loud places. I know. I'm kind of the same way. Uh, I'm I'm sure it's some sort of like weird social thing where it's like, hey, if you're talking to someone, you're not drinking, so we're going to make it so you can't talk to them, so you drink more. So these French researchers, basically, the way they conducted their study is they discreetly visited two bars... Um, over the course of three different of uh, three consecutive Saturday evenings, in like a medium-sized city in western France, they observed forty males between the ages of eighteen and twenty-five, who were all unaware that they were being observed. Kind of creepy. So these um, guys had to basically like hide their lab coats. They had to like creep on them, yeah. So the only people that they um, observed uh, ta- or actively observed as part of their study were people that ordered a glass of draft beer uh, to obviously create some sort of control so they didn't weren't affected by the type oh, of alcohol people were ordering. Okay. Uh, with permission from the bar owners, the observers would randomly manipulate the sound levels of the ambient music, huh. either around 72 decibels, which, as we said before, is about considered normal human conversation speak, uh, or 88 decibels, which is considered high, uh, and that's over, like twice as loud or even more so over a long time over a long period could damage your hearing and after the observed participant left the bar 
they uh, would then randomly change the sound levels, you know, around, uh, and then select a new participant. So it was it was kind of a loose study because there wasn't really like a much of a control group. They were simply observing the patterns, uh, the purchasing patterns of people based on how they manipulated the music. Right. And the results of this study basically showed that higher sound levels uh, led to increased drinking drinking within a decreased amount of time, basically meaning they mm-hmm. bought more alcohol within a shorter span of time than those who were in a, an environment where the music was at a more palatable level. Um, so I wonder if... I have two theories about this. Yes. I don't know if they came up with any reasoning about like why... So, so my, I guess my two theories are, one, it's either the thing you and I were talking about a minute ago of, like, oh, God, now the music's uncomfortably loud. I better get my drink down and then get out of here. Mm-hmm. Or the opposite social thing that you and I were talking about of, like, if the music's louder, then people are more, like, into the party atmosphere and drinking more. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, you're you're pretty much spot on. Um, the two researchers whose names are French and I can't pronounce... Guggen? Uh, it says Guggen and his colleagues offered two hypotheses as to why this may have occurred. Uh, quote, one, in agreement with previous research on music, food, and drink, high sound levels may have caused higher arousal, which led the subjects to drink faster and order more drinks. Or two, loud music may have had a negative effect on social interaction in the bar so that patrons drank more because they talked less. Yeah, well, that's actually, that's surprisingly close to what I was just that's saying. That's what I'm that's saying. Funny. Like, you're pretty much spot on, at least with well, yeah. what they're, what they concluded. And basically, they were trying to make a point that, you know, increased drinking leads to drunk driving, leads to death, blah, blah, blah. So, they would encourage bar owners to play music at a more pleasant level to decrease overconsumption of alcohol. Now, whether or not that's going to happen, I don't know, because bar owners kind of basically were like, we want them to drink alcohol. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I, I can see the bar owners being like, oh, well, in that case, we'll play loud music more often so that people drink more and we make more yeah, money. Yeah, exactly. that's their business. Exactly. It's kind of a, yeah, like, they, they're recommending they do one thing, but at the same time, yet, you know, because they want to make money, they're probably going to do the opposite. I wouldn't necessarily say, though, that, like, it's the, really the bar owner's responsibility. True, yeah. To play music less loud because of that possible connection. True, true, true. Yeah, um, yeah, it's kind of that moral question of, like, should bar owners be held responsible for people that over overconsume and then, you know, get into accidents or whatever? Uh, I think if there, was a, if there was a stronger, like, connection, because obviously they did this study, but, like, if there was a stronger um, institutionalized, like, understanding that, yes, this is a thing, yeah. and this has a direct impact on that, true. maybe. So... Now that we know what unhealthy listening looks like uh, and unhealthy drinking, apparently, uh, what are <laughs> what are some things that people can do that to not destroy their bodies and souls with loud music? <laughs> so, um, I, as we were getting ready to start recording, I realized crap we didn't really come full circle with this and say like, okay, how loud should people actually be listening? So I tried to find something fairly quick. So, um, from from the source I saw, it seems like keeping your music. You know, particularly with headphones, keeping your music somewhere between 60 and 85 decibels will minimize the damage. And again, 60 to 85, that's around... I mean, that's still pretty loud, though. I mean, that's like the hairdryer blender 
end of the spectrum. But generally, that's considered okay. Like, you're not necessarily going to damage your hearing if you do that. Mm-hmm. One tip for, like, is my music too loud? Um, one thing that they said was, if it's getting around to 60% volume uh, or thereabouts, um, in terms of, like, 0 to 100, then you're probably too high at that point. Mm-hmm. So that that's one way to think about it. Uh, obviously, the volume settings on different devices are going to be different. Um, so some things to look out for, like if you're wondering, well, gosh, have I been listening to music too loud already? Or it, am I losing my hearing just for other reasons in general? Um, things to look out for uh, apparently are things like ringing noises in your ear, um, also clicking, roaring, hissing, or buzzing. I, I do feel like my hearing, I'm going to sound like an old man now. I don't know if my hearing's going or I'm just becoming stupider because occasionally I'll end up in a situation where like someone says something to me and like in my head, I've processed it one way, but they've actually said something different. And then they have to be like, no, I said so, so and so. Uh, and then I feel stupid because it looks like I wasn't paying attention. So you're wondering if you were able to hear them better, would that understanding come through more clearly yeah like i think it was a target or something and i was like the guy was bagging my stuff and he said something and i thought he said you know do you want this in the bag and i said mm-hmm. i said yeah it's fine put it in the bag and he's like no i asked you if you found everything okay <laughs> so he's trying to make conversation you're like well no, you... just keep putting my stuff in the bag bag boy <laughs> no i didn't i didn't want it to come off like that do not it's, talk to me it's like when you go to a movie theater and they say enjoy the movie and you say you too and then yeah. you can never go back there again <laughs> and then you don't enjoy the movie and then you don't enjoy the movie and you sob the entire time yeah yep so yeah uh healthy listening does not av- does not help one avoid socially awkward situations and as we kind of introduce the topic like you know overall this isn't something new but i hope maybe you listeners learn something from this but if not um, yell at us on Facebook yeah. at facebook.com slash get your funk and say specifically the things that you did not learn. Um, if you want to test healthy volume levels with listening to more things, uh, you should go to getyourfunk.com and find one of our other episodes and try listening to that at a volume that feels comfortable and is probably not higher than 60% on the volume. Basically, don't listen to us at loud volumes, because if we're annoying at normal volume, we're twice as annoying at high volume. Yeah, If you increase us by 10 decibels, we are twice as annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. God, I hope we got that whole thing understood correctly. It's really complicated. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we're going to leave you listeners with that. Um, very confident last statement yep so um next time we'll talk about something different and next time you'll listen about something different yay this has been your host peter and this has been your host kyle and you've been the listeners thanks for listening bye we love you